Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Elsie. This is the savage juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Starks. Mr. Shout Up. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Catherine is Savage. You are watching the internationally known. It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans. Welcome another episode of the internationally known dudes at ringside podcast i'm your host joe the panther the third and now from the top of metal mountain all the way down to all 50 states in the globe it's happy himself the metal key what's going on ringside crew what's going on internationally now what's going on everybody what's going on joe how's it going today i'm good before we introduce our awesome guest today i would like to say a big thank you to Annabelle for opening the door for WW for all their lovely wrestlers that they are producing from their promotion. If you guys have a chance, go on YouTube and look up WAW wrestling. It's embellishers. They're, they're top notch. They're a promotion kind of like Coventry pro that are kind of like a, a miss. If you, if you look wrong, you're going to miss them. Like if you look, where's Joe, you can't miss them because he's behind gate. Sure. You can't really see them. They're, they're a good promotion. You got to check them out. Like the past few episodes we've had lately with uh, Chelsea and Sassy Central, really good. But now let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to Maddie Miles. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Afternoon coffee <laughs> with the Panther. Yeah. So if our fans are not familiar with you, Maddie, introduce yourself. So my name is Madison Miles. I'm a 22-year-old professional wrestler, originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. However, I now reside in Norwich, England. I started wrestling at 15 years old, and I have been wrestling for seven years. I have wrestled in 10 different countries across the globe. I have made the PWI Top 100 Women's List twice, and I was one of the youngest females in Canada to have a WWE tryout at just 19 years old. Wow. Wow. What was you that process like? You just gave me chills saying all that <laughs> accomplishments. That, and our, but our podcast being international, you fit in perfectly. Absolutely. Because yeah. all those flags I saw on your Instagram page, I was like, Mr. Burns. <laughs> You've been everywhere so far. That, that was one, that's one of the questions we always ask the guests. It's like, it's like, where would you like to travel next? And I'm like, hmm. I don't know. I've been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've wrestled in Canada, America, and Mexico. I've wrestled in England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Germany, Austria, and the Netherlands. But the top three places I would like to wrestle are South Africa, Japan, and Australia. Oh, South Africa. You should definitely check them out when you're done with the interview with us. Check out CPW from South Africa. Yeah, so that's who um, I have communications with them quite frequently. So um, we were supposed to do a tour together before the pandemic happened, and that got canceled due to the pandemic. So um, that is very high up there on my list, and I do talk to them quite frequently. Um, just spoke to them today, actually. Um, but yeah, so fingers crossed. 
good. They're good people. We actually had the owner and one of their female wrestlers on the on the podcast. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, they're great. Akila. Akila. Oh, that would be a good match. You versus Akila. <laughs> oh my gosh, dream match, excellent. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, you get the so, next question. So, how did you get your start in exactly in the wrestling business? Exactly. So my dad was always a really big fan of wrestling. Uh, he used to go to local shows all the time. I went to my first local wrestling show when I was four years sorry, not local. I went to my first wrestling show when I was four years old, and that just happened to be an impact wrestling taping because my family and I were in Florida. Uh, but we were sat in the very back. I couldn't really see anything, and I was like, Dad, this sucks. <laughs> um, and then he was like, oh, it's fine. But when I was five years old, my dad was on his way to a wrestling show, and I was like, Dad, can I go with you? And he's like, babe, you're not going to like it. Like, you – you know, you didn't like it the first time. And I was like, yeah, no, but I want to go with you. Like, it'll be fun. When I went to my first wrestling show when I was five years old, I saw a uh, female wrestler there and I was instantly hooked because I had no idea that girls did it. So it was actually local wrestling that got me hooked into wrestling, not um, not one of the kind of big worldwide companies that got me hooked into it. And then um, I was a fan for a long time. And for, then from kind of age eight to 11, I started doing charity work with professional wrestling. Um, so what basically I would do is that I would put my portion of the ticket sales into um, the donation jar and then I would go into these shows early. Uh, so I would like work the door. So I would sometimes work the cash box at the door at eight years old. Uh, I'd work the music at shows um, alone at like eight years old. And I kind of continued to do that as well as help with ring crew um, from the entire time that I was into these shows early. Uh, and then when I was about 13 years old, I started to do uh, like backstage segments and stuff. Uh, when I was 14, I started ringing the bell for a company and doing a bit more of the backstage segment stuff. Um, and then when I was 15, well, 14 and 15, I began ring announcing and I refereed a few times. And then when I was 15 years old, uh, Wildman Gary Williams, my trainer, was like, you know, we don't have any females um, and we haven't got anyone nearly as young as you. But if you want to train, we'll train you because you've been around forever and ever. And I was like, yes, please. And then life hasn't stopped since. So you basically grew up in the business in a way. Like you started yeah. like doing like little things here and there. Yeah. And then you started working your way up. So that, that's pretty cool and interesting, you know? Yeah. So I've, I've been involved in the wrestling business for almost 15 years, um, but only wrestling for uh, 15 years. Is that right, Miles? Yeah, 15 years. <laughs> Sorry, my my math is. No, it's not right. 17 years. Um but yeah, and uh, and you know I've been wrestling for about over oh, seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it just kind of hasn't stopped really. Been around it for ages, and yeah, that's awesome. So, so is there any female or I don't know if you do intergender wrestling or male wrestler that you've been seeing on like YouTube or like on Instagram? It comes by your newsfeed, and you're like, I could wrestle them um so the the people that i would love to wrestle so like my biggest dream match would probably be mickey james um she's like my number one kind of if i could wrestle anybody i'd wrestle mickey james um in terms of girls on the indies um Britt baker chelsea green uh jordan grace um there are some people that i'd really really like to wrestle so what do some of your favorite mickey james matches you'd say oh to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I love Mickey James, it wasn't because of like her specific matches. So when I was a kid, I used to see her at Impact Wrestling all the time. I see her wrestle like Victoria, um, and Brooke Tessmacher, and even the beautiful people. And those, funny enough, are some of the favorite matches that stick into my head because 
when I would see her live and in person, I was just like, as a fan, I just loved her so much. And then the older I got, um, and then seeing her, you know, eventually make her return to WWE and stuff, um, I just thought she was phenomenal. I love her look. I love her presence. Um, and those are the reasons why I want to wrestle her, to be honest, because in terms of, that's why I say like my biggest, uh, she's kind of my biggest dream match for the sake of childhood memories and just loving her vibe and what she gives off. That's like the most important part of it. Like you were been doing it, like you've been watching it and then you saw it when your dad was watching it. So you got, you got hooked at a young age. Like mm -hmm. what, like what were your friends saying when you got so hooked into wrestling? Like, what were they thinking? What were they saying? Oh. As a, as a kid, I was always friends with a lot of guys. Um, funny enough, my, my parents used to have a minivan, and when we would go to shows, like, because I was so hooked that we would always just load up the minivan with whoever had the money to buy a ticket and come with us, you know, and my dad would take, like, six or seven kids at a time to wrestling. And to be fair, for the most part, they all really liked it. When I got to high school, people were a bit more like, yeah, okay, um, whatever. <laughs> um, but, like, some of my friends would come watch me because I was, I was only in grade nine when I started wrestling, um, so some of my friends would come to shows, but they obviously weren't quite as crazy about it. But when I was younger, people loved it. Um, and really interestingly, a couple of my friends from school came to a show this past weekend and they were like, you know, you always used to say you were going to be a wrestler and we all thought you were crazy. And now here you are, you know, so. So, so, hmm. so what do you say your pre-match ritual is? Like, what, what do you like to do before every single match? Like, what gets you ready? Um, to be honest it will always depend on where I am, who I'm wrestling, but I'm actually quite, I like to think I'm quite calm before I wrestle. Um, lots of stretching, but I don't have anything. I don't think like ritual really that I do, to be honest, like nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, but just lots of stretching, lots of talking to my opponent. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very relaxed before I wrestle. I'm never like, I, I, of course I get nervous, but I don't like, I don't, I don't panic or anything. I'm just, I'm very content. Think through my matches. Um, I, I just talk to myself a lot, to be honest. That's kind of, that's lots of, uh, lots of self motivation and self, self hype. Sorry, excuse my words. Before I go out there, it's always like the good part of it, because like, you don't want to go out there too hyped, because it would be out of your character. Because if your character's sleek and more yeah. like Dean Malenko, you don't want to go out there like. Like Jeff Harding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm heel quite frequently as well. Um, so, you know, the child in me is always very happy to be there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, very excited. And then the heel in me is like, and hate these people. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Exactly. So. so, so Go ahead, Joe. Oh, sorry, Keith, you're next. No, no, I, I already went. So. so it, well, you said before you've been all over. Have you ever thought of like wrestling in like the states, like any like the states around by us and stuff like that? Um, so I have wrestled in. Uh, I wrestled for Limitless once, and I wrestled in um, in Vegas in California. And actually, I was going to do a tour of America earlier this year, but the dates just didn't line up um, with my uh, pre-booked schedule, basically. Um, but I am. Uh, back in America in September, uh, um, in Vegas and California in September, just for um, a couple kind of short dates and those things. But yeah, the plan eventually is to do America. I think it's a lot harder as a Canadian wrestler because getting into America is quite a bit more difficult. Um, so it will all be about how those things all work out, really. 
the East Coast, where Geek and I live, in the New York, Pennsylvania area, White yeah. Hot. White yeah. Hot. Yeah. Victory Pro Wrestling, put that on your list. Victory Pro is yeah. James Long Island. Yeah. They have a very good women's division. It's like subtle because they have a lot of women coming in and out, in and out, in and out, like the open yeah. door. Yeah. But it's a good promotion to check awesome. out. Good to know. Yeah. We'll do. That and Creative Pro is pretty good. Yeah, Creative Pro. And cool. Outlaw. So. Yeah. Awesome. I'll definitely but, look them up. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you? So you've been in the business a long time. So who would you say like gave you like the best advice? Grow uh, in the, growing up in the business. <laughs> One really funny piece of advice I'll always remember is when I was ring announcing. This is a ring announcing thing. Well, I guess getting in a, in, a, in a ring in general. I remember Ricky Steamboat came up to me once and he was telling me about as a woman. He's like, um, if you're ever wearing an outfit that's like a dress or a skirt. And he showed me how to hold the microphone properly and how to step through a rope to always protect myself to make sure in case anyone had a camera or a weird angle um, and you're wearing a skirt or a dress, you could protect yourself. And it's really random. But whenever someone asks me about like a piece of of advice that like sticks in my head really big, that's the first one that always comes to my mind because I always thought it was so random and hilarious. And he when he saw I was a ring announcer, he's like, do you want a piece of advice? And that was it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, we always get the whole, you know, ears open mouth shut um you know never stop learning take every piece of advice and criticism you can take and surround yourself with the people that you want to be like and the people that you um you know the people who are doing the things that you want to do because that's how we get better yeah yeah i met i met rookie steamboat like i think it was 10 10 years ago 12 years ago at a ring of honor show he uh he uh he gave me like two autographs for the price of one and i'm like I was like, "Can you sign my DVD, Ricky?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, but I'm gonna also give you an eight by ten, also as well." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Dude, that's so awesome!" You know, that's so, nice. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat's the man. Shouts out to Ricky Steamboat. You know? there's a there's another promotion that that's in England. I don't know if you ever heard of Coventry Pro. Yeah, I have done. I haven't worked for them, but I've heard of them. Good people. More yeah, okay. Good people. Outcast oh. as well. You Outcast. Oh, that's another one. I don't know if you ever heard of Outcast. Yeah, yeah, I have done. Again, I haven't worked with them, but I have heard of them. You versus Kiara would be a good match, I think. Or Shorty. Or like or you, oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, because Loon in Outcast is only one female wrestler in the whole promotion. Oh wow. I didn't yes. know that. Yes, yeah, yeah. she wrestles against a lot of the men. They toss yeah. her. You want a match? Here you go. <laughs> like you're in a triple threat match. Yeah. Match, they yeah. usually br- they usually bring people over like to fight Luna Tricks for the title. So yeah, yeah. That's cool. yeah. So, uh, who out of all the wrestlers you've wrestled in your whole career, who would you say hits the hardest? Who hits the hardest? Um. Who hits the hardest? Well, if we're talking chops, me and uh, another wrestler named Chris Hicks, I don't know if you've heard of him from the Maritimes of Canada, we used to chop each other to the point of, like, welts. Like, not not just chop marks, but welts on our chests because we were so comfortable with each other that I'd, we'd be like, yeah, let's just go, let's do it. Um, in terms of strikes, who's a good striker? Um... There's another girl from WAW named Karama. I don't know if you've come across her yet in your WAW travels. You should definitely interview her. She is one of the uh, most snug but safe uh, strikers that I know. And I love wrestling her for that reason. 
Mm. Okay. Here's an oddball question. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Mm. It's a hard question with me, to be honest. Well, when I'm in England, my favorite food is tuna pasta bake. When I'm in Canada, well, when I'm on the east coast of Canada, my favorite food is either a donair or a clubhouse sandwich. Um, but yeah, a bit random. But and I mean, I I just love pizza. But you no. can hang with us. We love pizza. But pizza is yeah. the easiest answer, you know. So I try not to say pizza because everyone says pizza. But uh, uh, I'll eat pizza any day. But I try to be a little more creative than pizza. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you can go on, Geeko. Now go ahead, Joe. Like, there's a thing I always hear from Canadian wrestlers and uh, Straight Talk. That's another podcast from Canada that are really cool. They're, they always say, I always say, whenever I go to Canada, I want to try that. Uh, it's like French fries, but the, they put the gravy on it. Poutine. Oh, yes. I, I keep hearing about it. Keep hearing so many good things about poutine. That's the first thing I land in Canada and we go we, we go off to the hotel. I'm like, I'm, I have to find a place that sells poutine. Yeah, and, and they all do, to be fair. My favorite is um, on the East Coast here. You can get donair poutine. So it's French fries, donair meat, and cheese curds. And it's great. It's yeah. top notch. <laughs> I, I mention this all the time, but it's like, if we ever come to England, we got to find this place called Nando's. Because everybody talks about every single wrestler's like everyone. Like, you don't. Everyone says you don't know what Nando's is. I'm like, we've never been to England. Yeah, no. Nando's is really, really popular. Um, they actually have one in Ontario as well. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and there was one in, I want to say, I think it was California. Somewhere in America had one, but I'd never seen them like in my travels in America. Um. But yeah, they're very popular in England because it's it's like just a chicken restaurant, to be fair. Um, but it'd be like if everyone was like, "Oh, my favorite restaurant." Do you guys have Swiss Chalet in America? You don't do. No, no. no. Just, I mean, and that's the thing. When when my boyfriend Charlie and I first got together, like Nando's was his absolute favorite, and I was like, "It's chicken." <laughs> it's just a chicken place, and it's but yeah. it's but to be but, fair, it's like it's like nice chicken, like it's not like fried chicken or anything. It's like chicken breasts or or you know like really nicely rotisserie chicken with vegetables and stuff. Yeah, um, but I was like, that's boring. <laughs> it's like going to a fancy version of Popeyes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, give or take. Popeyes, Popeyes with the with a fancier touch, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a fancy Zaxby's. I don't know if you guys have those in England or not. It's yeah. Zaxby's. Zaxby's is like a Chick Fil A, awesome, awesome, mm. like chicken place. Like their their sauce is amazing. Yeah, I, to be I, fair, I guess that's what Nando's. Nando's has like six different sauces to choose from. What? But, then, but then I I would take chicken wings any day over a chicken restaurant, and like that's one of my favorite parts of coming back home because chicken wings aren't really that popular in England. So chicken wings, are, chicken wings are one of my favorite foods as well. Actually, I forgot about chicken wings. I'd be so I'd I'd be getting booed in the bar. I'm like, can I get a uh, a beer and um, some wings? Yeah, you booing me. Yes. So uh, my dad's my I always go with my dad's work friends <laughs> out for chicken wings every time I'm home. So I'm like, I need them all. We all can hang out if we ever came to uh, Canada. <laughs> yeah, wings and beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wings, beer, wings, beer. That's what. That's what. Um, a lot of the wrestlers around here in my hometown go every second Thursday or third Thursday night, and they all go for wings and beer all the time. Mm. So 
wrestler ritual. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the wrestler's delicacy. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. What, exactly. What, what would you say that that uh, you, your match is the most proud of? The match that you're most proud of that you had. I said. Um, one of the matches that I was the most proud of was me versus Kobe Christ, and that happened in October 2017. I did get my concussion in that match, but that match was one of the matches where I was like, uh, in terms of my skill and my talent, I'd really stepped up a lot in that period of time. Like I trained really hard for that match. Um, and now that match has 7 million views on YouTube. Wow. wow. So it's one of the ones that I'm very, very proud of. That's Another amazing. one that always sticks in my head that I'm really proud of is um, when I wrestled in Germany at the Schützenplatz Arena. Sorry for anyone who's listening. I've always pronounced it wrong. I can't pronounce it like the British people do. Um, but it's a legendary venue in Germany, basically. Um, and Kat Siren and I won the women's tag titles there. And it was like, there was, I think it was like over a thousand people in attendance. Wow. And the match went perfect. And we were baby faces and we did a two night thing. So we lost the first night. And on the second night, we won the tag titles. And the building just erupted. It was insane. So that's that's another one that I always think that I was so proud of in that moment to be in a legendary venue, you know, winning these belts in a different country in front of over a thousand people and yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah. That's that's cool. Just to like the, you lost the first night, but the second night you come home victorious. So like we'll we'll we'll, we'll touch on that match right now. So like what was your energy like when you went came back through the curtain after night white night one losing and yeah. night two you win the title what was like what did you what were your feelings what were you feeling um to be honest it was really good because the night before even when we lost we had obviously told such a good story that the reaction was there you know people were so mad at the girls we wrestled um you know the crowd was like on fire so the next night when we came out right off the right off the hop you know it was cheering and cheering and booing the right people the whole venue was noisy um, and then when we won, like the building just erupted. And when I went backstage, um, we had like gotten a good job from all these vets. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, there's so many important people in this building right now. And we've just done this and it's so freaking cool. Um, so I was just like, it felt really surreal. Um, and it was just such a cool experience and it stuck with me ever since. Awesome. So, so what would you say your favorite music is? Favorite music? Oh, I'm the worst person to ask that question to because if you ask me to put my phone on shuffle, um, you know, you might get Kate Bush, you might get Eminem, you might get Taylor Swift, you might get Snoop Dogg. Don't know what you're going to get, you know. It's like... <laughs> the mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> me and right? Geek. I grew up in CI in Long Island and, like, I would listen to, like, my mom loves Tupac, so we, you would be here, like, Tupac playing in the living room. But when you open my door, you hear seven dust, and then it would turn into like corn, and yeah. then it would turn into like yeah, like like Metallica, and then it would turn yeah. into like Dr. Dre and stuff like yeah. that. So mix I, that. I pretty much love everything. Uh, the only music I don't particularly care for, I'd say, is like jazz music. I'm not really a jazz music fan, um, but I even like um, yeah, I, I pretty much like. Every, I even like country music. Like I, I like everything. Hmm. Okay. Sorry, that's yeah. a bit of a boring answer, but I do, I do, uh, I do just love everything. Yeah. yeah. This this interview starts so fire right now that that 
We almost forgot to ask the most important question. Who trained you, Madison Riles? Yeah. So I was trained by Wildman Gary Williams. When I found out that I was training, I was uh, I started to do a little bit of training with uh, Dick Durning and Adam Kraft from St. John, New Brunswick. Um, and then I did full-time training with Wildman Gary Williams. And then um, I had some really influential kind of training from uh, a guy named Chris Hicks and Kobe Christ. Um, and then kind of in terms of teaching me the ways of like being on the road and stuff, a lot of that comes from Brody Steele. Um, as he was kind of the guy from around my area who actually got out and um, as well as Mike Hughes, Brody Steele and Mike Hughes were the two guys that really from our area got out and did a lot. Um, and so they were the people that I surrounded myself with because I wanted to know etiquette and all that good stuff. Awesome. So wh- wh- where could people find you exactly like what, like social media? Yeah, so my Instagram is the most common place that I will interact with fans. My Instagram is Madison, M-A-D-D-I-S-O-N dot Miles, M-I-L-E-S. My Twitter is the same handle. My Facebook and my uh, Facebook page are Madison Miles, Madison Miles Professional Wrestler. My YouTube uh, channel is very interesting. I've got over 30,000 subscribers um, and I have got history of maritime wrestling on there as well as almost every single match that's been on film of mine from 29 or from 2015 until now, um, as well as lots and lots of history of everybody else in maritime wrestling on there as well. And then if anybody is interested in merchandise, you can always check out Madison miles, big cartel. That is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have been awesome. This This has been been a great interview. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Yeah. Anything else Joe or, um, I was about to. I was gonna say we can get the merch. Yeah, you wearing your shirt right now, so you can show it on camera. Oh, yeah. yeah, I am wearing the pillow. I am wearing my newest T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> Who designed Brand- that, by the way? That's awesome. That that the uh, art. So is- my partner's brother is a fashion designer, oh, and wow. he does the most amazing logos and designs. Uh, you can check him out on Instagram. His work is Digby Jackson UK. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's the one who designed all my new merchandise and we're going for a very sort of, um, she Hulk, uh, retro space vibe, brand new gear, brand new merchandise can all be found on big cartel. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of people using that nowadays at big cartel. It seems, it seems very popular. Yeah. It's very easy to use to be fair. So that's probably why. (laughs) Get away from using the one that takes your money. That's a call. You know, yeah. everybody everybody knows which one. No names. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. The, the <laughs> big one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. on a high. I'm right. Joe Pinto the third. I'm the Metal Geek. And I'm Madison Miles. <laughs> and we will catch you in the next one.